for my my journey one key person that has influenced my journey so far as leadership training and coaching is concerned is Dr. John C. Maxwell and there's a statement that is attributed to him he says that leadership is cause everything else is effect leadership is cause everything else is effect put it another way he says everything rises and falls on leadership everything rises and falls on leadership welcome to another exciting episode of the entrepreneur speaks podcast where our guests share their wealth of experience with you our cherished listeners i'm joined by a young man who's a firm believer in personal development leadership and coaching he's a leadership coach and an organizational development consultant with over 10 years experience helping individuals and organizations. He is also a certified John C. Maxwell coach, speaker, and trainer. My guest is the founder and managing director of HiCard Limited, a human and organizational development institution. Daniel Kwame Pobi is my guest today. Sit back, relax, and enjoy our conversation. Welcome to my show, Daniel. Thank you very much, Kofi, and thanks for having me on your show, and I greet all your listeners. Thank you, Daniel. So let's kick off our conversation by you telling us a bit more about yourself and your childhood. Yeah, thank you very much for the question. So as you mentioned, my name is Daniel, and I was born in Ghana, uh, specifically in the Upper East region of Ghana, the Bolgatanga region. Uh, that is the place, that is the name of the place. That's where I was born. That's where I grew up. I had my primary, secondary, and uh, post-secondary education all from the Upper East region of Ghana uh, before I entered into the university. It's when I came into the university that I shifted location a bit. But that is that is really where... I grew up up until post-secondary. I say post-secondary because I, I did um, teacher training. Um, at that time, it was teacher training college. Now it's college of education. And, and now they offer diploma. At that time, we were doing set A, certificate A. So we call ourselves a set A teacher. Um, so that's basically um, my background. I have a family my mother tried. She gave birth to eight children, and I happen to be the seventh born. Um, so the last one just comes after me. And then I also have siblings, four other siblings from my father's side. So for my father's side, I'll say that I'm the second of the children. And then, uh, so in all, I have more than 10 siblings, if I put from my mother's side and my, my father's side together. And we grew up uh, in, the, in the Upper East at Bogatanga. That is where we, most of us, almost all of us were born there. Just about, let me say, one of us from my father's side was born in Accra. But the rest of us basically were born at Bogatanga. And that is where I grew up. Thank you very much. Thank Daniel. you very much. And listeners, I met Daniel at the Premier University, University of Ghana. So our paths cross at the Premier University, yeah. University of Ghana. <laughs> Thank you so much, Daniel. So, you, Daniel, you are the founder and MD of HiCard. Mm -hmm. What's the story behind the setup of your firm? Okay, so thank you for the question. I will start from HiCard and, and where that name came sure, from. Sure, sure. Please go ahead. And so the, it's an acronym. HiCard is an acronym that stands for Human and Institutional Capacity Development. That is what um, HiCard stands for. So HiCard Limited. In other words, Human and Institutional Capacity Capacity Development Limited. That is what the name stands for. And the journey of HiCard, I happen to have been working with the GIZ, the German International 
Corporation, that is the German government international development um, arm. And so I worked with GIZ for some time. And honestly, that is uh, where I got more exposed to development work. Now, before I got into development work, as a student at the University of Ghana, where, where we met, as you said earlier, it got to a time when I just wanted to do a part-time job, you know, to support myself. Eventually, I was uh, led to one of the professors at the university, Professor Raymond Atuguba, and uh, he picked me on as a research assistant. And one research work that we did was actually about the tax culture of Ghana, tax culture of Ghana. What, how do Ghanaians uh, see tax and how do they relate with tax? What is our attitude towards tax? Now, this was a research that was commissioned by the GIZ. At the time, it was GTZ. So when they commissioned that work as his research assistant, I was part of a team that worked on that together. And it's during that work that the GIZ expressed interest in working with me if I was interested. And this was our final year, <laughs> just before we finished school. And so I said, oh, well, I'm interested because they spoke to my boss, Professor Atugba then, and he spoke to me and said, well, I'm interested. And then I, I, I started with GIZ before national service. And then I continued my national service there. And it was when I was at GIZ that I got more exposed because Prof. Atugba's work is more development-oriented. We had done some work on um, the police and Akpeteshi and how they affect development and all that. Now, this tax culture got me into GIZ, and then I got more into the development work. I got more interested in developing uh, institutions, organizations, and people. And so my schedule more related to building capacity of our partner institutions, so technical support in that direction. So as I did that, then I got interested in development work, development studies, and all those things so that I could help people. So you see, that is where the name came from. So it's basically about capacity development, but capacity development, looking at the individual and also looking at institutions or organizations. That is why we have human and institutional capacity development, HICAD. So it's, it's a limited liability company that is registered in Ghana. Since uh, 2014, we incorporated in 2014. So if you ask, that is how uh, ICAT started, and uh, we've been running for some time now. Wonderful. Thank you so much for this. Um, so ladies and gentlemen, I present to you once again, the founder and MD of HICAT Limited. And he's given us the story behind the setup of HICAT Limited. Um, so from your submission, you started this in 2014. How has this journey really been? Uh, the journey has been uh, tough and interesting. <laughs> um, so, you know, starting business in Ghana on your own, it's, it's not that easy to do that. And especially when you are doing consulting, it's not an easy terrain. Uh, taking cognizance of the fact that I, I didn't work with a consultancy firm before starting. And so just working with GIZ, I stepped out there. And then worse for me, I didn't go into taxation. My consultancy firm is not into taxation. It is into leadership and developing leaders and organizations. So taking off was, was really tough. It was difficult. But it's been interesting, interesting because now this is one of the things that um, gives me fulfillment as an individual, as a person, when I'm able to add value to people, it satisfies me. So it's, it's not really what you earn that gives me the satisfaction, but when I see people 
grow, when I see people improve, when I see people become better versions of themselves, not comparing themselves with any other, but themselves improving, it gives me so much satisfaction. And so it, it's been an interesting journey. But of course, to set up a company and to just do the training, uh, there are two different things altogether. And I can assure you that even up until now, I'm still learning. I'm still learning. And I've learned uh, some things on your platform when people have come on and they've talked about the use of social media and people have come on and they've talked about how they started their business and how they got clients on board and how they expanded. All these are things that if you are running a company, you, lo you learn along the way. So you can also improve on the things that, that you do. So I'll use two keywords. It's been uh, challenging and interesting at the same time, starting HiCard as a company. Sure. Thank you. Thank you very much, Daniel. Um, so ladies and gentlemen, he's still learning. Learning actually never ends. And he's always satisfied. He's fulfilled when he sees people better, when he sees the lives of people better. Um, so, so, so Daniel, you've talked about your, the fulfillment, the utility you derive from your work. Um, what indeed are some of the challenges you've encountered so far in running, in running this, this, this entity? Can you share some of these challenges with us? So the challenge um, started with funding, uh, funding for starting a business. Now, this is a business that is not so capital intensive, but unfortunately for me, I had engaged in other uh, business on the side, not full-time, part-time, whilst I was with GIZ, and that, that didn't go so well, and it affected my finances. So when I was taking over with HiCard, I really did not have the the little funding that was needed to to start, and I had to come round looking for support here and there to get it established. And one funny thing is, even having a laptop was not available as a consultant. I didn't even have a laptop when I started. And in those days, I'll be moving from one uh, internet cafeteria to another if I needed to put together any training package for any organization or people. I have to move from one <laughs> internet cafeteria to another, just putting together my presentations and, and saving them um, via email so that I can access it anywhere else I go and then I put them on pen drive, and then when I'm going to do the presentation or training, I'll ask someone's uh, laptop to go and do that. So I took off without the requisite funding, but that did not deter me. As I said, I had to make uh, do with what I had, and I could use the internet cafes to do that. So <laughs> those places became my office. So depending on proximity, I'll go to one or the other. So funding... Uh, was an issue, and I think it is still an issue for a lot of people starting business. I ad advise people, I coach people, and I tell them that just like it happened in my case, I didn't have the funding, but that did not deter me. Another challenge is the network. The, in consulting work, the network plays a critical role. And so usually people start um, off and they are, they, they, they've already built some network that they can leverage on. But as I said earlier, I did not venture into the area where I was working. So I was, I was starting off into a, a, a different area altogether. I was moving into leadership and capacity development when I was working at a place that was into um, taxation, specifically dealing with um, institutions that were doing taxation. So that was one challenge. I didn't have the network. I didn't have the, if you like, the pedigree or the 
the name as a leadership expert. And so what did I do so far as this challenge is concerned? I think I'm adding one question to your question. What did I do? Um, with this, I had to now pick on getting training and getting certification to add to uh, some credibility to what I was doing. And that is what led me to get the John C. Maxwell International Certification. It's now International Maxwell Certification. So I had to go through that. I had to join an association of coaches in Ghana, all to help build and mold me and to put me out there as someone that can be relied on when it comes to leadership training and coaching as well. So that was one major challenge, apart from the funding, the network. The third challenge, major one that I faced, was the fact that I didn't have that credibility when I started. But of course, I built it along the way, and I've been building it up until now. I don't think I'm where I want to get to. I'm still working at it. But these are the challenges. The fourth one, I will say, is the people to work with. If you don't have the funding, you don't have what it takes to pay people. And even when you have money to pay people, you don't have the enough money to pay the, the caliber of people that you want to have to work with. I'm talking staffing. And so that was another challenge. And by the grace of God, I had people who were willing. Interestingly, some people just give you a call and, and tell you if there is anything that you need me to do, if there is anything that you, you, you want me to help with, I'm willing. So just as there's been challenges and you've given us a number of challenges you've encountered on this journey, I also believe that you've picked a lot of lessons. Can you please share some of these lessons with us? Yeah. Sure. You know, it's it, it's a journey. This this whole process has been a journey and a learning curve for me. Um, as someone who has studied uh, business management, you know, <laughs> uh, got an MBA in, in finance, you get the opportunity to apply what you studied and and to see how to grow a business now. That is, is the first thing that is satisfying for me because I now get an opportunity to say that this is a business that I started on my own and this is a business that I'm, I'm nurturing. I have learned that no matter how good you are, you cannot do it alone. You cannot do it alone. It is uh, attributed to the Chinese that say that if you want to to go fast, you walk alone. If you want to go far, you walk together. And so a business as a going concern is supposed to go far. And so I have learned uh, that getting people on board, no matter how much the cost may be, and sometimes you can even get it cheaper if you appreciate that you need people and you look out there for them. And so I've learned the need to get people around you because alone uh, there's this only little that you can do you can do very little so that is one of the lessons that I've, i have picked and i i shared earlier that you don't number two you don't need all the resources to start uh, in my case all i had was a desire a passion to to help people because Working uh, where I was, GIZ, I was exposed to a lot of capacity building sessions that usually are not even taught in school. We don't get them at the university system as we have it in Ghana. How to communicate, how to negotiate, how to moderate and how to facilitate sessions, um, how to, to teach people, how to go about consulting you know, in the development field, how to go about these things. Uh, they are not taught in school. And so I had to learn them whilst with GIZ. And as I picked them, I saw, look, people need to get exposed to some of these things that I have learned. And, and that pushed me to start. So 
I, ha I have really learned that lesson that look, if you have a passion for something and you go at it, as it is said, God will help you. God will support you. The, the funding that is needed, the resources, the people, they will come. They may not all come at a go. You may not get them starting and taking off. But as you move, as you make the step, as you take that leap of faith, you know, the universe will conspire to help you and God will be on your side. If I waited for all the things to gather, I may not have taken off. And that is one lesson that I have picked up. And then I also <laughs> learned one lesson that sometimes it's just a matter of asking. If you don't ask, you may think that the resources are not available or that people are not interested in helping or people are not willing to offer any help. But you'll be amazed. If you go out there and ask, you'll be amazed how many people are very much interested and willing to, to help and, and to contribute and, and to make a, a kind of a, a contribution to whatever venture that you are undertaking. And, and so it's one of the lessons that I have picked, that people are very much interested in helping others. All you have to do is to ask. And when you ask, you'll be amazed. If you don't uh, go about asking for money <laughs> and you ask for help, people will help you. And, and people have helped me, volunteered. People have showed uh, the way people have come up with consultancy um, agreements and consultancy deals that just because they want to help, just because they want to help. And so if you put yourself out there, in my experience, people are willing to help. And so you, you can step out. I've also learned that the more you give out, the more you receive. Okay, I, st I took off and as we speak now, I can look back on my own life and say that Daniel is a better version of himself than I used to be before starting this business or this company. The more I teach, the more I learn. I learn from uh, people that I interview. I learn from people that I teach. I learn from people that I coach. I learn from people that I train with. I learned from other trainers. So this whole process has also been a source of learning for me as an individual. And I could not have learned them but for starting this. And, and that is one lesson that I've learned. As you give out, you receive. The more you give, the more you receive. And, and it's, it's just interesting. Just um, yesterday, I was in a training with a group. And then I, I shared just some business people and I was sharing with them about branding and other things. And then I, I shared that, look, you, you should be able to give. And one participant raised the question, there is this source that I get um, scarce material for my business from. Are you saying I should show people where they can also get it? If they go for it, and the, the material finishes, I don't get that input for my work, and it's going to cost me. I still encourage them, look, <laughs> go, just just put that to the test and, and tell them. And then other participants started also sharing on if you tell the other benefits that will come to you. You know, some were sharing that I have tried what our facilitator is saying, and eventually, I became a consultant to my competitors. If they need anything, I'm the one they come to. They ask me uh, for information. So I have become a consultant to them. And then now, people are able to recommend my business to others because I have helped them before. When they run shots of goods, they, they recommend my business to to other people. Now, these are lessons, my brother. These are lessons that I have picked along the way that I think, but for starting this business, with all the challenges, I would not have learned these 
um, along the way. Even about myself, I have learned so much because I have ventured into things that I did not even believe I could do. I have moved out of my comfort zone. <laughs> I have challenged myself to do things that uh, if I was sitting on the side, I would not have even ventured to do. You get me? So uh, these are a few lessons that I can, I can share. So thank you so much, Daniel, for sharing your rich experience with us. You've given us a background of your company, HiCut. You've given us the challenges you've encountered. You've also highlighted the useful lessons you've picked up. Now, I want us to spend some time talking about or delving into the things you, you, you talk about or you coach people on. Let's start with looking at leadership. As you know more than I do, leadership is an extremely important thing. If I may ask, what's your definition of leadership? For me, leadership is the ability that one has that allows them to influence people in order to achieve results that are beneficial to the people that are in the group. So uh, by that, what I mean is uh, the, you have the individual that is a leader that, is in, that has the leadership ability is able to influence by influence um, different strategies and different means that you apply to get people to do what, if you like, they normally won't do or what they would want to do. But it is all geared towards achieving results, achieving a certain goal or some set of goals that are beneficial to the people in the group or the people concerned. So, so that as people are doing, they know what is in it for them. <laughs> and so as they are contributing to achieving whatever goal that you're achieving, they know that they will also benefit. But the truth is that the leader has to ensure that we are pursuing results and we are achieving that goal. That, that for me, is my concept of leadership. Keywords, influence, results, benefits. Influence, results, yeah. benefits. So listeners, if you don't remember anything, exactly. remember these three. Daniel, can you repeat Influence. Them? What's the first? Influence. Influence, yes. The second? Results. results and benefits. And benefits. Influence, results, benefits. Thank you so much. Um, this show affords our listeners the opportunity to pick lessons from our guests. And you've already given us a whole shipload of learnings. Um, but can you please share why leadership is so crucial to the growth of a firm? So for my, my journey, one key person that has influenced my journey so far as leadership training and coaching is concerned is Dr. John C. Maxwell. And there's a statement that is attributed to him. He says that leadership is cause. Everything else is effect. Leadership is cause. Everything else is effect. Put it another way. He says, everything rises and falls on leadership. Everything rises and falls on leadership. You know, in Akan parlance, there is a saying that Abuabe Proa Frinity. So in, in English, it means that if the fish <laughs> if the fish is going to get rotten, it starts from its head. And so if any group, any individual, let me start with the individual. If you want to achieve anything in life and you don't exercise leadership over yourself, you won't get anywhere. You know, so you first have to learn how to exercise leadership over yourself because some way, somehow, you will have to tell yourself to do the things that you want to do, to pursue the things that you want to achieve in life. And it, it is 
that discipline that you're able to bring upon yourself to say that I want to be punctual and you're punctual, that I want to be disciplined and you're disciplined, I want to be respectful and you're respectful, I want to be productive and you're productive, I want to uh, deliver and you're delivering, you are able to manage conflict, you are able to communicate and collaborate very well with other people. These are things that an individual has to lead themselves to do. And so leadership basically starts with your ability to lead yourself. Now, if you are able to lead yourself, then you are an example to other people. And so they can look at you and learn. John Maxwell again says that leadership gotcha. is an art. It's an act. People see you acting. And as they see you acting, they observe and then they learn from you. Okay, and, and, and one of my favorite quotes is, is by the Iron Lady, as they describe her, Margaret Thatcher. Margaret Thatcher said that, yeah, being a leader is like being a lady. If you have to tell people you are, then you are not. And you are not. <laughs> being a leader is like being a lady. If you have to tell people you are, then you are not. What is she saying? You, you, you. Yes, if you have to tell people, hey, look here, I'm a leader. Hey, look here, I'm a leader. Then you are not. A leader, let me start from a lady. A lady talks a lady. <laughs> a lady walks a lady. A lady smells a lady. <laughs> you know, so every lady does things that make them a lady. They don't go about announcing to people, hey, look here, I'm a lady. Look here, look, I'm the latest lady in town. Nobody does that. Those who are ladies, they don't even do that. And so if you're a leader, then you become an example because you're a leader. You don't have to announce it. You don't have to announce it. The best is when you have done excellently, the people say, we did it, not you did it, but it is out of your influence. So if any organization will achieve what they set before them to achieve, Leadership is cause. Everything else is effect. If the leadership, and by leadership, I'm not talking about who is positionally placed to be at the top or the organ at the top. Leadership is influence. It's not about position. And so if the organization has leadership, and that leadership may be provided by the MD or any other person in the organization. Sometimes if it's even the driver that is providing the leadership. If an organization has a great leadership culture, you can guarantee that they will achieve what it is that they want to achieve. So leadership is very, very, very important. So critical to any organization, to any group, any team that is interested in achieving results that has targets and that has goals and objectives that they've set for themselves to achieve. You want to make sure that you are getting your leadership right. You want to make sure that your leadership things are in place. So leadership is so, so, so critical. It's so, so, so critical. I, I can talk about this for the whole day if you, if you allow me, but just to uh, yes, I can. I, I, I can. I can. I can see that. Yes, sure, sure, you know. Sure, sure, so sure. any organization, and and we do trainings, leadership trainings for organizations. And when we go into organizations, we're not just training only the CEO. It 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 it, it cuts across. We go right from the top, and and go supervisors, managers, um, uh, directors. CEOs, all of them at different levels, so that the leadership cuts across. Everyone is exercising self-leadership and is also able to exercise team leadership and is also able to exercise organizational leadership, especially for those who are at the top, so the organization can achieve the results. So leadership is very, very important. All right. Leadership is very, very important. Um, thank you so much, Daniel. Um, personally, I've followed your journey from a distance. I've seen 
where you started from where you, mm. you are now and i know where you're going to nice good I to hear i can see that i can see where you're going to i recently noticed that you've brought uh, you've brought on another innovation and i would like us to spend some time talking about that and what your observations really have been um just as we were talking on the Entrepreneur Speaks podcast, I realized that you've been interacting with a number of distinguished individuals um, right. where you interact with them to gauge their leadership journey. Um, I have participated in a number of sessions you've, you've, you've organized, and it's been very rich. And I encourage my, my, my listeners to, to, to participate in these sessions. Um, it's important that you spend, he mentioned this earlier on, spend time on building yourself. It is very, very important. And the lessons you pick when you listen to someone's journey, you can never get it from a book. These are, these are lessons that money cannot buy. So it's important that yes, you sir. participate in these kind of sessions. But back to my question. Um, so you've been organizing these sessions for some time. You've had a number of distinguished individuals on your platform. They've talked to you about very crucial and important things. They've shared a lot of nuggets. Um, what has been your observation so far, if I should ask? What has really been your observation interacting with, 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 with these individuals? So um, let me start with uh, this statement that we do not lack examples, especially on the continent of Africa, in Ghana. We don't lack examples when it comes to quality leadership so that we have examples that we can learn from. And that is the motivation for what we are doing. We call it my leadership journey. And so we look for people that have distinguished themselves that have excelled um, leading themselves and leading their groups and organizations and, and society. So we have professors, we have interviewed professors, we have interviewed MP, we have gotten some leadership experts as well. We've gotten communication people, we've gotten economists, we've gotten HR people. So you see, and we've gotten people who are into construction, people who are into church work, serving in the church, and, and varied backgrounds. And for, for me, uh, interviewing these people, it's, it's gratifying and it's heartwarming that we have examples in our country. We have examples in our, on our continent, and we have examples that we can look up to that can uh, represent Ghana or represent Africa on the globe, anywhere, when it comes to the concept of leadership. And one thing that stands out, the first thing that I want to talk about is the fact that if you're a leader, you depend on others so much to excel. You can only uh, achieve so much on your own, but when you're able to mobilize people, it's one of the skills that those that we have interviewed have shared. And so their humility has been very key to this process because as they humble themselves, it allows people to, to come along with them so they pursue whatever dream and agenda that they want to achieve. Can you imagine the people that we have interviewed, almost all of them have mentors. Almost all of them have, have people that they look up to. Sure. They, they have people that they also learn from. So if people have mentors, it means that they think and see themselves as also accountable to others. There are people who hold these ones to account. So even though they may be heading their organizations, they see others as also ahead, and then they refer to them or defer to them when the going gets, gets tough. And it's one lesson. So their humility is key. The fact that they, they, they have mentors is also very important. 
and the the fact that they they are able to mobilize people to to go and then another thing that I have learned from the people that we have interviewed so far is vision the fact that they have a certain vision and they see themselves going in a certain direction and then the, like one of them shared you may not get your people coming along with you all the time but you need to be bold you need to be bold this person was talking about he leading um like a union let's say a union so you know how unions go they they want you to go on demonstration to show that you are a strong leader and this person says that you can take a certain step and the rest of the people may not understand you and so they may not go with you but if you know in principle that this position you are taking is the right position you will need to stick to it and so leaders sometimes face decisions that make them unpopular or they have to take unpopular decisions and some of our guests have shared that when it gets to that time you you will have to you will have to and one of the lessons i can add is the, the fact that every leader needs then to be courageous courageous leadership is very very important so there may be a time when you will have to sit with someone and have what in leadership parlance we call difficult conversation. And someone is not performing in the organization and you are the supervisor. <laughs> what do you do? You need to sit with the person and have difficult conversations. If you have to fire. Difficult yes, if you have to fire or lay someone off, you will have to engage the person. It's not leadership goes beyond management and you, you are dealing with the person. And so you will have to spend time and have that conversation. If you are not able to do that, you don't have the, the courage as a leader. And you need to build that in case you don't have that. So these are some of the, the lessons that the people that we have interviewed have picked. And some have served political leadership and they have put themselves at risk <laughs> for the sake of the people. Uh, gotten arrested, gotten detained, and, and and suffered all manner of things. Uh, and all these things speak to the kind of leadership that they also offer. But can you imagine, maybe the last one that I want to just end this, this um, question with, is the fact that many of these people will make references to their growing up, their upbringing, their background. And so you find that many of them, their leadership perspective and orientation has also been informed by how they grew up. So you do not despise your beginning as an individual. Only God knows why you are passing through what you are passing through. But at the right time, it becomes useful. At the right time, it becomes necessary to take you to the next level where you are going to as an individual. And and that is uh, the last point that I, I want to add as by way of lessons that I have picked from the people that we have interviewed so far. Sure. Thank you. Thank you very much, Daniel, for sharing this with us. Um, we're just about wrapping up. Um, but before we do so, um, so what leadership books would you recommend to my listeners? And why would you recommend these books? Oh, uh, well... <laughs> When you ask about leadership and leadership books, um, there's the one and only John C. Maxwell. <laughs> John C. Maxwell. Yeah? The most popular of his books is he's written a lot of books. The most popular is the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. So... That is one good book. I have also enjoyed his book, um, Developing the Leader in You. Um, I've even done trainings on that, Developing the Leader in You. There's also the five levels of leadership. Then I've also read the 360 degree leader. You know, that helps you to learn um, how do you lead those 
below you, those at your level, and those above you. That that you 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 go around like that, you know. So he he is my number one source of leadership content, and his books are very good. the The good thing with him is that he he's a good storyteller. He's a communicator, and so his books are very easy to to read. Now, apart from John Maxwell books, one other person that I have relied on a lot is uh, Dr. Miles Moreau. Dr. Miles Moreau. You know, he did some uh, purpose series, some series on, on purpose. Sure. Uh-huh. So those, those books yeah. were very, very useful. And then um, more recently, he did a book on the spirit of leadership, the spirit of leadership. You know, it's it's from that book that I learned that the the disposition of leadership and the the position of leadership, the fact that someone has a a predisposition for leadership and all that. You know, so his his book is also uh, very very good. So I mentioned John Maxwell some some of the books that John Maxwell has written uh, feeling forward um, leadership you know these are some of the books the uh, laws of leadership you know he's, he's done uh, laws of growth as well so these are uh, all books that our listeners can can refer on and then one that is dear to my heart uh, which is based on the African continent is a book that was just launched this year by one um, Taka Awari. Taka Awari is also a leadership trainer and coach. She's based in Ghana, and she's written a very fine book for anyone that wants leadership content, especially leadership from the African perspective uh, the context is African context. You know, uh, interviewed about 30 leaders across the continent of Africa. So the title of the book is Leadership Redefined, The Untold Stories. Leadership Redefined, The Untold Stories. Leadership Redefined, The Untold Stories. Leadership Redefined. Ah, yeah. So leadership in Africa redefined. The untold stories. Great, great, great. Yeah. So Taka Taka launched that book this year, and I was there for the lunch. And can you imagine the the professor who did the review said, as a law professor, he says he's going to ensure that this book is added to his um, reference materials for the course that he's teaching, the reading list for the course that he's teaching, you know, sure. uh, because the content is very rich. And and I, I recommend, I have finished reading it. I recommend that book to our listeners to, to grab, especially those on the continent of Africa. Thank you so much. So those of us on the continent of Africa and even those of us outside the continent of Africa who really want a book of value, Please try and get this book. Um, we're just about wrapping up. Um, a number of my uh, my listeners are engaged in business. Um, so how can, let's say, a small business yeah. embed proper leadership into their operations and culture? If you can give some guidance, some tips, we really appreciate that. So um, thank you for the question. First and foremost, I want to pick it from the individual because it's the individuals that make the organization. And so sure, sure, sure. for our listeners, you, you want to work on yourself and your leadership. And when it comes to that, maybe I'll say five things that you can do. You, you should read leadership. Okay, learn about leadership. Uh, like you're asking me about books to read. I teach leadership. I learn leadership. I say I'm a student of leadership. So 
you, you should read leadership. And when you, you read leadership, you should also find a way of practicing it. Okay, as you learn, you practice. And then as you practice, you teach. <laughs> you know, as, as, you, as you practice that uh, yourself, then you also teach others. And as you teach others, then it's like you, you start the, the loop again. You're assessing your leadership constantly and finding out how can I improve? How can I get better? But that is at the individual level. When it comes to an organization, like some of us do, um, we provide training. Training is one of the ways that you use to improve on the, the leadership culture in your organization. Because, you know, sometimes we think that we know leadership. <laughs> we understand leadership. And we have entered organizations and, and you teach leadership. And people that are near their retirement, they are shocked. You know, they've worked for so many years. Some of my students have even retired. I'm as young as I am. Some of my students are retired, you know. So at the time when we met and you teach leadership content, they are amazed. And so affording staff the opportunity to be taught leadership is one great way um, to go about it. Then there is the coaching aspect because, look, coaching is, is, is a little different from just teaching because in coaching you are getting one-on-one -on -one and it, it's basically about where the person wants to go to and then the the coach now offers the support and the space to to help the individual to to grow so some organizations combine the leadership training with coaching there are the leadership development programs that we do that runs for months, sometimes a year of training sessions and coaching, training sessions and coaching. When you blend that, you get better results than just doing one-off training. You know, sometimes, oh, they say we should do training. So people do one-day training. Some even do three days training. That is not enough. If you really want effect and impact, you want to do a whole package combining the training with coaching, and then that comes with peer learning as well. As organizations do this, then you have to um, reward, okay? You have to reward the, the best practice that you want to see. So the kind of leadership that you want to see in the organization, you have to reward it. And this is where those who are maybe CEO, managing director, that is where your leadership comes in. You should show the way. You should lead the way and let others see and emulate from you. That is at the top. So can we reward people when they show leadership? Can we reward people when they demonstrate high levels of, of leadership, high levels of emotional intelligence, for instance, and, and, and show that this is the, the, the caliber that we want to see in the organization. In that case, then you don't punish people when they exercise leadership. Sometimes some of the leadership uh, decisions that you may take will be tough. Some will be unpopular. But if you know the person exhibited leadership and you appreciate that and you applaud the person for taking that risk and help the person to improve uh, next time as to what to do, then you are embedding that culture in the organization and that becomes part of it. When I say that, then it relates to the fact that leadership does not rest on the one who bears the position. Leadership is not only positional. Leadership is influence. And if that is understood in our organization, then at any point in time, any member of the team, any member of staff, any member of the organization can take the helm so that they can offer leadership. 
They can provide leadership at any time. It shouldn't always be deferred to the CEO or the ogre at the top. It should be possible for all of us to exercise leadership. And at any point in time, someone who is better placed, more experienced, more exposed may offer a kind of leadership that we want to see. Let me exemplify this with a story. We're in a training session. and Can you imagine a group is put together and they are asked to construct um, a bridge, construct a bridge as a group. And after constructing the bridge, there's a car, a toy car that has been given to you. Uh, the materials that are provided, you build a bridge, you make sure the car can pass over the bridge from one side to the other. So it's a competition amongst them. Whoever finishes first and is able to get your car from one end of your bridge to the other end successfully is the one that has won. And in one group, you know, I noticed that the group had the, the CEO of the organization. That same group had one of the drivers in the organization. And it was interesting to see that when he got to the building of the bridge and getting the car to pass on, here was the driver giving instruction in the group. <laughs> the driver was giving instruction in the group because when it comes to road and <laughs> bridges and cars, he has that influence. Yes. He has that capacity. And so he provided leadership when he got to that time. And, and so that is the point I'm making that if an organization is so minded, then give people the opportunity to exercise leadership. Give them the opportunity. And once we understand that we are equally endowed to provide the leadership, people will step up when the need arises. When the need comes, others will step up. Then it doesn't um, just depend on only one person who is probably the one at the top uh, giving all the instructions and giving all the directives. And then in your absence, we are all waiting for you to come and give instructions and to come and give directives. People will take responsibility and exercise leadership. But it has to be clearly communicated. And as we pursue that, people should not be penalized for taking some of these risks and for taking some of these responsibilities upon themselves. There are so many aspects of leadership that an organization can learn. As you learn that, you just get them to practice. And as they practice, they get coaching alongside. And as they get coached, you see that people's personalities are improving. They are getting better. It's, it's amazing. And when you see the kind of improvement that <laughs> we, we notice when we have entered an organization and help them, especially in building and developing their leadership and, and, and their leadership culture in the in the organization these are wonderful things to do i must concede they don't come cheap but if you know the benefits that will accrue to the organization you will spend on some of these things and get your staff to to do the right thing which one do you prefer a staff that is trained and therefore can give you the right results or a staff that is not well trained and then will be costing you in, in, in a lot of things in your organization. I mean, if you are a leader, if you're a CEO, if you're an entrepreneur listening, you should take the risk. And I've, I've done training for small organizations, sometimes only five. I've gone into organizations, sometimes only 10. That's all the staff. And I've done training for organizations that number 200. You know, just, just it's, that's not even all the staff. That's just uh, a cross-section of the staff. Those who are leadership uh, positions, they pull them together. And you have more than 200 people. And there are some, too, that are very small. The whole team is only five. And so it's not about the size. It's about the entrepreneurs or the CEOs or the, the managers understanding the need for leadership and putting resources there to, to get them to happen. And, and can you imagine I've even done pro bono training before? It's possible. You can even sure. do butter.
butter, butter, butter trade. <laughs> you can you can <laughs> offer some service to an organization, and in return they do training for you. That is that is also possible. That's possible. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. So before we wrap up, yes, sir. And I think I've said this so many times. <laughs> <but> <laughs> I say it for the last time before we wrap up. Um, Daniel, what will be your final words to my listeners? Oh, well, final words. First and foremost, thank you very much for this opportunity and, and bringing me on your show, uh, allowing me to share the little that I, I have with your listeners and helping me also to connect with your network. Thank you very much for, for this. And thank you especially for highlighting the, the need for leadership, the need for leadership, and especially in, in the, the context that we find ourselves now, globally. I mean, the, the need for leadership cannot be overemphasized. In nations, in multinationals, uh, and um, organizations, in families, in religious organizations and, and churches and, and mosques everywhere, you see that this is the time when leaders should rise up. As in leaders should show up and offer leadership. Because there's so much fear in the air. There, there's so much uncertainty. There's, there's so much anxiety. As we say, we live in a VUCA world. It's so volatile now. It's, it's so uncertain. And, and, and it's so ambiguous situation that we, we find ourselves in now. This is the time when you... Pray and hope the leaders will rise up and give hope and, 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 and give some inspiration and aspiration to uh, everybody and assure us that we can overcome. This is the time with all that is happening, what COVID brought to us and all the economic challenges that nations are having to grapple with, our own nation is having to contend with. This is the time for leaders to rise up. And I don't know what space you are in. You are listening to me now. I don't know what space you are in. It could be at the family level. It could be at your workplace or it could be at the national level or community level. Whatever level that you find yourself in. I just want to challenge you. This is the time to rise up. This is the time to rise up and give one another quality leadership. And just in case, just in case you need help, just in case you need support, People are available. There are organizations that are specializing in training leaders and coaching leaders and building them up. You can take advantage of that. Maybe for yourself, maybe for your organization. One of the things that we are putting together is to bring out a package where people sign up and we journey with them for a year. Training, coaching, um, community engagement where people come, peer learning is is established and people get to learn from each other and all that. We put in the package together. But I want to thank you for, for bringing me on and highlighting this whole concept of leadership. And I believe that our listeners will take a cue and we can build and raise the kind of leadership that we need in the spaces where we find ourselves. So, Kofi, thank you very much for the good work that you are doing and helping entrepreneurs, helping business people, and allowing us to learn from each other. As I said, I have learned from people who you have hosted, and I'm being hosted, and I believe I'll get others who will also come on, and then I'll learn more. Thank you very much and stay blessed. Thank you, Daniel Kwame Pobi, for sharing your rich experience with us today 
on the Entrepreneur Speaks podcast. We wish you the very best. Thank you. Thank you very much. This has been another exciting episode of the Entrepreneur Speaks podcast. I'll come your way next time with another amazing guest. I remain your host, Kofi Animedu. Do take good care of yourselves and let's continue to keep hope alive. Cheers. Cheers.